The deafening ache in her heart screamed, but no one heard her private cry. Janie Stroud stared out the window of the passenger seat, watching Autumn's masterpiece pass her by. Each turn in the road offered a fresh view of the hilly countryside, but she couldn't muster the strength to find joy in its beauty. A year ago she would have, but that was BMD, before Mike died. Life lost its vibrancy in that split second after she'd received the news. The days came, and then the nights. Weeks, and now months. Soon, a year. She didn't want to live out the rest of her days in agonizing despair, but she didn't know how to change. Each day became a little less dark, and that gave her hope. Maybe one day she would live again, feel that spark that made her want to get up in the morning and face the world, see the beauty in God's creation. One day. Either of you hungry yet? Evan's question tore her gaze from the window. She glanced to Jared sitting in the rear seat. If you guys are hungry, I don't mind stopping. Jared leaned forward, focusing his gaze on the screen of the GPS. Does that say four hours still? Four hours and twelve minutes, to be exact. Evan's stomach rumbled. I don't think my stomach will wait till we get to Lilston, but I can grab something quick if y'all don't want to sit down at a restaurant. I'm down with having a solid meal. Jared tapped her shoulder. What about you, Janie? Fine with me. She allowed a smile to form. The two men she traveled with, plus the one they were headed to see, meant the world to her. Evil had ripped Mike from her, but Providence had given her three brothers in Mike's absence, Evan, Jared, and Wyatt. The men had all served together, had been involved in the helicopter crash that killed Mike. A girl couldn't ask for three better men to deem themselves her protectors. They'd helped her through those initial months after Mike's death, when even her blood family couldn't penetrate the walls she'd built. It ensured she'd remained a part of the squadron family, even though her connection officially ended. They mowed her lawn, fixed the leaky faucets, and changed her oil. At her weakest moments, they'd stepped in and filled the gaps. They shared a loss and grief that few could understand. Maybe she'd become too dependent on them, but she needed their strength for now and wasn't too proud to admit it. Do you recall seeing any signs for upcoming restaurants? Evan glanced at the dashboard. Or gas stations? She shook her head. I wasn't paying attention. I saw one for what looked like a mom-and-pop place about fifteen minutes ago. It said twenty miles ahead. Jared shifted his legs, pushing her back in the process. Sorry. Why don't you sit up front after we eat? She'd insisted he sit there before they left Jacksonville, but he wouldn't hear of it. I'm fine back here. Jared pointed out the left window. I see a sign. That must be the restaurant. A few seconds later, the details of the sign became visible, and Evan sighed with relief. They have a gas station. Didn't I tell you to fill up at the last stop? She clucked her tongue, then smiled. Men, they never want to listen to a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan shot her a grin. We made it to the gas station, though, didn't we? The car sputtered. She raised her brows and gave Evan a pointed stare. We're not there yet. Evan steered his car to the exit ramp, and his lips moved.
a silent prayer, she presumed. She had done the same. She had no desire to push the car to a pump. We should make it. Jared's twisted lips didn't display the confidence of his statement. I ran my truck too low once and made it to the pump from farther than this. Looking beyond the exit, she searched for the gas station. Please, don't let it be one that's a mile down the road. She released her breath when she saw it down the road, no more than a thousand feet, if that. Not that running out of gas would be the worst thing to happen to her. Not by far.